1: Budweiser's Weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. With us right now, Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. He was at the Virginia Tech game Saturday, and he is still out in Virginia. Seeing a little family, seeing uh, all parts of Virginia right now, huh?
2: Yeah, well I was actually contemplating whether or not I wanted to even do the show tonight because I was saying, Oh, I'm driving by Bush Gardens. Maybe I might have to let Sean <laughs> know that uh I'm gonna be riding some roller coasters tonight instead of uh instead of being on the show.
1: Wow. Where now where where's that? Bush go, what uh where's it's Bush in Williamsburg, Williamsburg Virginia. Williamsburg. Okay. Yep, okay. So I gotta right pass
2: now. through Williamsburg on my way to Virginia Beach where my Family is about an hour and a half. I'm going to be sitting down having an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Oh
1: man, now I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous, yes sir. All right,
2: real seafood buffet, and I like red lobster. Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's like (laughs) you know. That's
1: exactly right.
2: Well, let's start with
1: Jack Cohn. What'd you think of Brian Kelly's decision to start him, and then what you saw from him early in the game?
2: Well, I, I'm fine starting Jack Cone. I still believe Jack Cone is their is their best quarterback for the 2021 season. I just feel like they have to figure out a way to, to get Jack Cone going. And it's just kind of interesting. You know, something we've talked a lot about on the show and, and we've talked about it in our podcast and our breakdown is, look, this offense has to focus more on spreading the field, getting the ball outside, getting the ball down the field, build around the fact that your best players are guys that catch the football and you don't have a very good offensive line. And it seems like ever since the Florida State game, the only time they've done that is two minutes. Uh-oh. I think I want to take a little note from this and realize, like, this is what you have to do to get this kid going. Because I still believe if this team is going to run the table the rest of the way, the best bet to do that is to figure out a way to get Jack Cohn going. Uh, He's got to be better than what he was when he started. He's got to be the guy he was at the end of the game. He's got to be the guy he was in the second half against Purdue. He has to be the guy he was late against Toledo. He has to be the forsake guy. That guy can help Notre Dame beat anybody. The guy that we see in the first, second, and third quarter of a lot of these games is is just obviously not getting it done.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: I think you said last week tempo was something that you'd like to see. We definitely – you know, because you're running a two-minute drill and all that kind of stuff at the end of the game, there was there was tempo there. I mean, is it as simple as that? You know, what what do you think was the biggest difference for him late in the game? Him and the Lions, that I think, matter. I
2: think the tempo and the circumstance of the game forced him into a, hey, you've got to just go out there and make your read and get rid of the ball. There's no thought process. There is no next series. There is no – live to fight another down kind of thing it's we got to go out there now and we got to get this done and we need you to make plays and i think the tempo i think also schematically you know they did a lot empty so they spread the field a lot yeah so he had more options and so he was more comfortable taking the check down i think hopefully that's a great lesson for him hey if you can take a check down in a two-minute drill you can definitely take it on first and 10 with 12 minutes to go in the first quarter you know let your backs go do something with it and you know, then it's the then it's kind of you know go through your reads, get the ball out quickly, be aggressive. I mean, that's that's what Jack Cone does well, and they just have to figure out a way to how can we get him to do that in the first the first quarter of the game. And I think tempo would allow would it's about a sense of urgency, Sean. That to right. me is is really what this offense lacks. They have no sense of urgency uh, when they're in their normal circumstances and situations. They're trying to force feed a a twelve personnel run game. Uh, which I, I don't understand why. Your best players are guys that can catch the football, including Kyron Williams. So take advantage of that and, and be willing to say, hey, this may not be ultimately who we think we should be all the time, but this is who we need to be right now.
1: Absolutely. Brian Driscoll with us from irishbreakdown.com. So Tyler Buckner, obviously, you know, we said last week there wasn't much use going to Buckner if they were just going to stick with the limited run base package you know, very limited that, that he had been doing the first few games, but they obviously weren't in that package. They opened it up for him. What did you think of of that and what you saw from him? Well, we
2: saw two things from Tyler Buckner on Saturday night. One is we saw why he is the future of the quarterback position. Incredibly talented, you know, can throw the ball down the field, extremely athletic. He's a playmaker, right? And he comes out that second quarter, he goes five of eight, throws for over hundred yards, leads him down on two touchdown drives, and then going to halftime and Virginia Tech makes some adjustments and then the second half you saw why Tyler Buckner's not ready yet he goes one of I mean the second half he threw more passes to Virginia Tech he completed more passes to Virginia (laughs) Tech players right did Notre Dame? that's not meant to take a shot at Tyler Buckner it's It's just meant to say he's just not ready for full-time work yet and but it's so tempting to want to go to him because when you see when he's right he's really good yeah he's a really talented kid that can do a lot of things and the run game was better with him but you know, again, the moments in which Tyler has done well are moments in which it's coming off the bench, running a different offense than what the team is prepared for, but once Virginia Tech was able to make some adjustments to, hey, Tyler's the guy now, the offense sputtered. I mean, the only touchdown drive they had in the second half, other than when Jack Cone came in the game, was the the drive that was off of the Tariq Bracey interception, where they got a, a deep field. I mean, they, yeah. he completed one pass in the second half. so. Uh, defense was able to, to make enough stops, and then you bring Jack Cohn in, and he was able to, to go down and get it done. So
1: what do you do with this going forward? I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, do what you did in 2012, Golson and Reese and, and that whole thing. How, how do you how do you handle this going forward?
2: Uh, I, I think number one, you've got to use this bye week to say, hey, we've got to reevaluate who we are. And we've got to stop trying to force feed something into this offense that's just not there. We don't have a great line. You know, we're celebrating these small victories of well gee they did they did okay and we averaged over four yards of carry against Virginia Tech as if like that's some like wow we look like the 2017 offensive line all of a sudden and and that that's just not who you are so mm-hmm. you've you've you got a lot of speed you got a lot of talent I mean Notre Dame was dominating Virginia Tech's offense between the trenches early in the game. So Virginia Tech said, okay, well, we can't run between the tackles. So jet sweeps, getting the quarterback out of the pocket, perimeter screens, and all of a sudden they start moving the ball, right? I mean, it, it jet sweeps I found out this weekend are still allowed in college football. So I, that was nice know. to nice to see. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and And, uh, tip of my tongue. Yeah. It's just (laughs) embrace that part of it. Right. And then all of a sudden you spread teams out. Now, all of a sudden your offensive line's not running into as as crowded boxes and there's a little less pressure on them. You've taken the burden off of your offensive line and you've put the burden more on your veteran quarterback and your skill players. Then when it comes to Tyler Buckner, I say what I said last week, he needs to have a, you know, a a package that he knows when he's going to go in the game. Cause I just don't think this whole thing of Jack Cohn gets three series how do we know that that four series wasn't the one where he finally got a read on what Virginia Tech was doing and they were going to come out and he was going to lead them on that drive? We we don't know the answer to that. I mean, three series is just not enough for me to say, okay, yep, this guy this guy can't go. And you know, they, they get down to a fourth and one with Jack Cohn in the game. They're heading down to a scoring drive and you get a false start that you know forces the punt. You know, those kind of things you just can't do. But I just think they need to embrace who they are. Stop trying to to, to be something that they're not. Of what, hey, it's it's like this, Sean stop trying to be what you want to be and embrace who you are and then just build around that
1: because like on the jet sweep thing and again i don't want to beat a dead horse with it but especially if buckner is is in the game and like looking what virginia tech did if you've got buckner in the game just bringing lindsey in motion i mean it's basically a different kind of option offense it's you know it's just it it moves people around right you know it gets yeah, defensive guys out of position, and hey, you hand it off every now and then, and you stand to gain a right. lot of yards with a fast guy with the
2: ball in his hands. I would think. Well, so. and we saw that from Virginia Tech's quarterbacks because exactly. not only do they have the success with the jet sweeps, but then their quarterbacks have a little bit more room to run up the middle. And mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Virginia Tech's running backs on Saturday, if my if my st- statistical knowledge is is on point today, I believe we're on jets. Scrambles and quarterback runs, which came off a lot of that east-west action. But I actually think it's even better if Jack Cohn's in the game because it gives it, it gives you, to me, an additional running threat okay. that, that takes some of the pressure off the fact you don't have a quarterback. It, it, everything you said about it, it working for Tyler Buckner is 100% true. I'm not saying I disagree with that. But I think it, it helps even more with Tyler Buckner in the game because it takes some of that pressure off of him and it, it forces you to have to defend the width of the field more effectively, which means right. you can't put as much numbers into the box. Right. And, and look, we've it's it's we also seen how, – how are we six games into the season and Brayden Lindsey, who we've seen score a 50-yard reverse touchdown against USC, a 60-yard jet sweep touchdown against BC, how does he not have a single carry on one of those plays so far? When you have an offensive line that's struggling to block, because you don't need them to block on those plays. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. And so it would just it would also take a tremendous burden off of them and it would force teams to have it's just one more thing to have to prepare for if you're a defense. And I feel like right now, Notre Dame's insistence on being this pro-style inside zone running team is taken away from you know forcing teams to have to defend the width and length of the field. And it's just a lot easier to defend Notre Dame right now. And let's be honest, Sean, Notre Dame is five and one for one reason and one reason only. They just have way better players than the teams that they're playing
1: against. Yeah, I agree. They
2: out-talented Virginia Tech on Saturday. Yeah. That's yeah. all it was to me.
1: And that's what they've done with the other four teams that they've beaten. They've, they've been more yeah. talented than them. And they, you know, it was a little bit closer with Cincinnati. I think overall they still had more talent than Cincinnati. But, right. You, know. you
2: played a team that was at least somewhat on your level, yeah. and, and you get beat. Yep. That's That's kind of what it's been so far. Yeah.
1: Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. What did you think about the defense? You know, I I, I don't know if it was a step back, but it definitely wasn't a step forward. What did you think?
2: You know, that was one of the the strangest games to evaluate from a defense because there were times when I'm like, man, this defense is just dominating Virginia Tech right now. And it's kind of like they just had three bad series. That's what a bowl, like for me, I look at it. I say, you know, Virginia Tech had like three, Notre Dame had like three bad series. One being, you know, the first drive of the second half, you're about to get off the field on the three and out, and your cornerbacks just got a guy squared up, and he just—I don't know if he got caught between a hit and a, and a wrap up, and he just kind of didn't either, and just let <laughs> a guy go, and they go down and score. But it's like, you know, there was just a lot of those kind of mistakes. There was a, a third down quarterback scramble where Bo Bauer and Justin Adamiola are both chasing the same guy in the opposite direction of the quarterback. It just there were just some execution mistakes that I thought gave them some opportunities to, to move the ball and then it kind of came down to an issue that Notre Dame has had for years going back to the the Clark Lee era which is mobile quarterbacks have given them problems when the plays break down I mean yeah. some of the biggest plays Virginia Tech had on Saturday were plays where initially you dominated Isaiah Foskey destroys the right tackle it just that really fast quarterback was able to outrun him to the outside and then there was nobody there so it's just still cleaning up that stuff but I thought that The thing about the defense, Sean, is there's so many dominant reps. It's just then they they have that big mistake or that big miscue that allows the team to get a chunk play and get a drive going. If they could just somehow clean that stuff up, man, this team, when this team, when this defense is right, they are really good. Yeah. It's just they're not always right.
1: and, And, you know, Marcus Freeman knows a thousand times more about running a defense than I do, but I just, like, you talk about the quarterback being able to make some plays with his legs. It seemed like, especially there toward the end, like a few too many blitzes with Kyle Hamilton when it seemed like keeping Kyle Hamilton back is kind of your safety net against yeah. that kind of thing,
2: you know? Yeah, so. I think you're, you're in a little bit of a catch-22 because you also don't want to let him sit back and pick you apart. Yeah. You're trying to get their quarterback to maybe make a mistake. But, you know, I, I agree with you, you know, rush four, let let your star safety be there but I'll tell you something else about the defense that's not getting enough talked about enough that goal line stand where they were down seven to nothing Houston Griffith makes a great play to knock that guy out on the jet sweep at the two mm-hmm. yard line instead of letting him score yeah they got a field goal on that drive yeah I mean if you Turned go down 14 nothing there yeah, yeah I mean who, who knows what that game looks like if you're down 14 nothing all of a sudden so that to me was a big moment in the game that's that's not that that, that we haven't discussed a lot that who knows how that game goes down if Virginia Tech punches a second-end touchdown in the end zone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The targeting on Mitchell Evans, by definition, it's targeting. But is that the kind of hit that warrants an ejection from the game?
2: No. This is why the targeting rule should not be tied to an ejection. Yeah. So, basically, Mitchell Evans was flagged for being 6'8". Yeah, Exactly. I mean, I don't know how else he – you know, I don't know what else he can do there. I mean, is because he can't go low, right? If he goes low and blocks the guy at his knees, it's 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 a a an illegal – you know, it's an illegal block there. It's just, okay, well, you're going to get a 15-yard penalty here. Just don't get the one to get you kicked out of the game. You know, and then they call it an illegal blindside. The guy was looking at him right in the face. I just, I just don't know what he's supposed to do there except get out of the way and let the guy run past him and go tackle somebody. It just – it's it's a it's a poor call i mean tar- targetings that should be in uh, an injection is what happened in the fourth quarter to dax holyfield you know those are the things we need to see right right not not what happened to mitchell evans
1: yep i completely agree completely agree with that you still there brian it sounds like you might be cutting out a little bit i am
2: here now sorry
1: okay nope that's okay that's okay all right so i've got a couple cuts from brian kelly that i want to play for you from after the game um one is a question that he got from Paul Burmeister on the Notre Dame radio network, and the other is part of his opening comments from his uh, his post game press conference. So I'm going to play those for you here. It's going to take a couple; it's a little bit long because I want to give it some context. So here they are.
4: But I don't know that I've ever coached a group of guys that had such um, resolve and mental toughness that, regardless of the situation, they just kept playing. Uh, unfazed um, by the circumstances and and look in particular I mean you take Jack Cohn out of the game he's the first one to pick up Tyler Buckner on the field when he's hurt and he's prepared himself mentally to go back in the game and lead two drives um, you guys should be uh, thinking about great things to write about that guy because that doesn't happen very often but you'll find You'll find negative things to write about this game and that's why i don't really care because as a coach what i take from these games is watching a guy like a jack cone come in under those circumstances and rise above it it was just for me, incredibly enjoyable to watch him play.
1: Brian, it's amazing what's happened in about 15 minutes of real time. You, your team was down 29-21 inside of four minutes left of the game, and you come back and win. You've had a lot of different types of wins here. Yeah. This one feels just even even a little extra great. Yeah,
4: this, one's, this one is sweet. This one is special because, you know, this is a team that's, you know, really trying to find itself, and, you know, we're not perfect, um, but we just – have such a great resolve and 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 they're tough and they're gritty and and they love playing You know this game and they they love playing for each other, you know, we don't have many fans here today um, We didn't get a, a really good travel um, uh, and, and they feel disrespected quite frankly, and so they're playing for each other um, They're playing hard for each other and and that's all it that really matters Um you know, they get criticized for, you know, being 5-1 and, and playing a tough schedule. Uh, so they played for each other tonight. And uh, great victory, and, and I'm really proud of them.
1: Okay, so there's Brian Kelly. And you can probably pick out the couple comments. in the first one, which is part of his opening of his press conference, you'll find negative things to write about. He's talking all this glowing stuff about Jack Cohn and everyone's like, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Well, you'll find negative things to write about. That's why I really don't care. Well, I do find that when people say I really don't care unprompted, they, they do care. Um, While angry. Yes. Well, yeah, that's exactly. And then he brings up the disrespected thing and, and, you know, he talks about they've, they've, you know, stayed together and played against a tough schedule. I mean, to me, Brian, it's like I, I I was scratching my head like why this stuff came up unprompted. What do you think about all this?
2: Well, number one, because he does care and, and it does bother him. And I, I would encourage Coach Kelly that you don't like it when we tell you how to do your job. Do me a favor. Don't tell us how to do ours. Uh, when Jack Cohn plays well, we will praise him. When your football team goes on the road and, and earns a hard-fought road victory, we will praise it. When you get embarrassed at home because your team doesn't play with a lot of emotion because you didn't do a good job preparing them, uh, we're going to be critical because that's our job. We're not your hype men. That's what I, you know, that's what I don't think he understands. Our job is not to be your hype man. Our job is not to promote you. You have people you pay to do that. Our job is to give an honest analysis to this football team. Right. This week, there were a lot of good things to write about. I would imagine everybody that covers this football team had good things to say about the job Jack Cohn did and the job that this team did and the heart that this team showed. He's projecting our criticism. Well, I, I can't speak for everybody else. He's projecting <laughs> my criticism of him into criticism of the players. I have been... I have been about as big of a Jack Cone supporter as you're going to find in the media. Yeah. My criticism is you are not putting him in a position to be successful. That's not a Jack Cone problem. That's a Brian Kelly problem. Your football team was not ready to play against Cincinnati. Did you see me jump on this show and say, boy, that Kyle Hamilton kid, that – He's got to go. No, it was Brian Kelly did not do a good job of getting his football team ready to play. And then Brian Polian had a similar tweet, like you know they get criticized. I'm sick of people. No one's criticizing your players. Yeah, criticizing you. Yeah, that's so stop, exactly right. Stop, stop. But what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ploy that, and it's a, it's a legitimate coaching ploy where he's trying to give his team a common enemy. And, and I get that. Dabo Sweeney's done that. Nick Saban's done that with the rat poison comments in the mm-hmm. past. I understand that. I just wish he wasn't such so childish with it to be completely honest with you with the you know you're going to write negative hey if we write something negative after that game then challenge us on it if i write something negative that you don't like you have my phone number your, your 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 sid has my phone number give me a call tell me why i'm wrong but to make a comment like that after that game it's like you're you're looking to be offended and and you clearly do care that's why you're so upset about it but it was just uh, an unnecessary comment, and, and you know the thing about the fans. I don't know why people did or didn't come. I, I I didn't really pay attention to how many Notre Dame fans were there, but you know maybe they should call Virginia Tech and take you know figure, out, hey, what do you guys do to make sure that your stadium? <laughs> done by opponents that's right because we would like to practice that that's right so maybe take some notes
1: how do we get some more green in here next time because a lot of red right. shows up at our place for
2: whatever reason exactly, you know? exactly. whatever you're doing we want to know we want to know what it is because it's not working for us
1: that's right all right
2: interesting stuff
1: brian driscoll safe travels to you thanks as always i will uh i will talk to you again soon
2: thanks for having me on sean
1: all right absolutely brian driscoll from irish breakdown Dot com. I just realized how late it's getting, so I figured I, I better probably wrap it up. They've got a ton of stuff, as always, going on at IrishBreakdown. dot Whether it's whether it's a written, editorial, podcasts, and and uh, everything else, IrishBreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated Notre Dame based website.